So try to imagine uh, what that Easter day was like. Now, just to recap a little bit what we've been through. So Jesus died on Friday, and he had to be buried before sundown on Friday because that's when the Sabbath began for the Jews. Nobody went to the tomb on the Sabbath because you don't do that. It's against the rules. In fact, Orthodox Jews today still have a lot of prescriptions of, of rules and things that they have to follow, and one is you don't work, you don't travel for Orthodox Jews, and so you wouldn't have gone to the tomb. So the two Marys got up. They probably didn't have to get their dresses pressed or get their hair fixed up too much, and they went to the tomb. And they went to the tomb, and the problem is, folks, is that we have heard this story so many times, this account so many times, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I know what happened, but you don't. Because the tomb was obviously a cave, and it took several men to roll that stone across the opening. There was kind of a ditch, and the stone kind of rolled across that, and so one person certainly couldn't have done it. And remember, the Roman soldiers were supposed to be guarding it because if he got away, uh, then not only would they lose their jobs, they'd kill him. So there was a lot at stake here. So they got there, and it was open. So they ran back to Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved, John, of course, and, uh, and they told him and they ran back and they took a look at what was going on. Now this is the thing. Jesus had been talking about this. He'd been talking about being raised from the dead and they go, oh yeah, but they didn't. They didn't get that. And now it's kind of like, golly, he did it. He did it. But again, it's too easy for us to make this so tame. So in order to kind of put an edge on this, think of the last person that you loved that you buried. And you go out to the grave. Dirt's gone. Lids off the vault. Caskets open. No grandpa. No husband, no son, no daughter, whoever it is that you have buried. Now, does that get your attention? It would me. If I went up to Lourdes, Iowa, I would expect my dad to be planted where we planted him. I think the trouble with us as Christians is that we have forgotten really how important the resurrection is. You know, for the first several centuries, the emphasis was the Christians gathered together always about the resurrection. They're about resurrection people. Because remember, the resurrection is more important than Christmas. We all been born. But only one person was raised from the dead. And so the early church always had the emphasis on the resurrection. It was only after a while that we started to put our focus, our attention on the crucifixion. And there's a it was a necessary thing, I get that. But there's an inherent problem with that. If we just focus on the crucifixion, that's what Jesus did for us. He did it. I'm glad he did it. It doesn't ask anything of me. The resurrection is different. The resurrection is about the future. The resurrection isn't about the past. Jesus didn't come to give us a past. He came to give us a future. And that's why the resurrection people are people of hope. You see, if this whole thing wasn't true, 
then Jesus, uh, all the stuff that he said, he either was a lunatic, he was a legend, or he actually was who he says he was. And so we have to wrestle with what that means. Before the funeral rite was redone in the 80s, when the priest met the casket at the back of the church, he said, I bless the body of John with the water of which St. Paul writes, we who are baptized into his death are baptized into his resurrection. They changed the prayer now, and I, I like the scriptural one better. Because it reminds us that while it's a really tough thing to mourn somebody that we love at a funeral, it's the best day ever for them. It's the best day ever for them. And so instead of focusing on the past and on the loss, we try to turn ourselves with flowers and, and the white on the casket and those kinds of things that reminds us that this is about the future, the resurrection, which we are just passing through here, huh? And so that's why there's such an emphasis in our church, in the Christian church, about baptism. Most of us, how many of you know the date of your baptism? Just out of curiosity. One, two, three. I don't know mine. It's the most important day of our life. And the next important day will be the day that we die. If we don't believe that, then, then all the rest of this falderall that we do as people of faith doesn't mean anything at all. Doesn't mean anything at all. Because Jesus came for the future. And so that's why Christians then are people of hope. And Christians are people, if you have ever been to the Easter vigil, some of you were there Saturday night, and with one candle and the church gets brighter and brighter and brighter as the flame is spread through the congregation, it reminds us that Christians are people who when life is at its darkest, still are holding on to the hope that the light will come. So if we are just as negative and crabby and as hand-wringing uh, as the rest of the world, then we're not Christian. I don't know what we are, but we're not Christian. Pope Francis says, if we don't have hope, we're not Christian. So think for a minute what John and Peter and the two Marys were thinking about on that first Sabbath, on that first Easter. Oh my God, where is he? What's this about? Do we still understand that? Now the best part is that later on, they saw him. They saw him and said, hey, go back and tell him, don't be afraid, go back and tell everybody. And then we have these great, that we're gonna be hearing the next few weeks, these great post-resurrection appearances. My favorite one is when the boys are out fishing and he's on the shore with a, uh, a fire and has got some fish on. He said, hey, come on and have breakfast. Probably the most important thing Jesus ever said, come have breakfast. Because he wanted them to know this was the real deal. He wasn't a ghost. It's the real deal. So we are an Easter people. And Alleluia is our song. Is it always easy to be an Alleluia person? No, it's not. When things get tough, things go wrong, it's not easy to be an Alleluia person. But if we're Christian, we do. And it's by virtue of our baptism that we can say that. And so that's why during the Easter season, at least every other week, we'll be 
getting sprinkled with holy water that recalls that baptism of which St. Paul writes, we were baptized into his death, are baptized into his resurrection. I say we are an Easter people, and you say, and Alleluia is our song. We are an Easter people. We are an Easter people. We are an Easter people.